Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Time for Monday with the mayor. Joined live by Tulsa Mayor D.T. Bynum. Morning, Mayor. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to morning. the hottest week of an already record setting summer. Yeah. Now, how are city Thank services you. handling all this? Uh, so far, everyone is uh, doing really well. Uh, you know, we have our teams, whether it's our first responders or our street crews or trash pickup folks, like they're used to working outside in extreme weather in Oklahoma, whether it's the winter or the summer. And it's just really important to us that they pace themselves, don't expose themselves too much to the heat at one time, uh, just err on the side of safety and so far, things are going well, uh, and our our water supply remains uh, plentiful, which is good. Uh, so everything so far is going well. There are other cities in the southwest, uh, Phoenix, San Antonio most notably, that have appointed chief heat officers for their cities. Is, is that something that I'm, I'm sure you've heard of it? Is something you've thought of as a possibility for Tulsa? Uh, no. No, that sounds like a, a nice thing to get a press release out, but we have a, a whole team of people that work at the city on extreme weather events all the time. And so I don't think I need one individual person handling this when we've got a whole team of folks that handle it, whether it's heat or cold. Do you think that this killer heat waves, that they should get the same kind of federal disaster declarations that other weather events get? I have no idea. I've not heard that uh, one way or the other. Um, I mean, there are a lot think... of expenses that cities go through when when weather is this hot for this long. I, I think the argument could be made that, you know, some relief from the federal government in the same way we would have it with any other weather disaster might be warranted. There could be. I just haven't heard any discussion of that uh, from our team at Tulsa Area Emergency Management Agency or uh, elsewhere. Enough about the weather. Let's uh, talk about the vote coming up. A week and a day away from the vote on Improve Our Tulsa 3. Uh, looked up this morning, saw one of the GT Bynum spots on TV pushing pa- uh, passage of the package. There's been opposition, some of it uh, coming from District 5 Councilor Grant Miller. How confident are you that this $814 million package is, is going to pass on a week from Tuesday? Well, uh, you know, my old boss, Senator Don Nichols, one time told me uh, in any campaign, uh, you just run as hard as you can and you don't take anything for granted. And we are not taking anything for granted because the stakes of this failing would be uh, disastrous. I mean, you're talking about not having funding to fix streets or replace public safety vehicles uh, uh, or maintain public facilities. So uh, we are running this campaign very much with that in mind, that failure on this is not an option. And I think so far the response that we've heard, that that my colleagues on the council and I heard in all the town hall meetings that we held on this and that we've heard since it was put on the ballot, is generally people get that this is 
just maintaining the things that we already paid for without raising our taxes. And it, so it's a no-brainer for most folks, but for those who care about maintaining our city and Tulsa being a safe place, uh, I just would ask that you not take for granted that it's going to pass uh, and turn out to vote next Tuesday. I think the only way this fails is if people assume it's going to pass and don't turn out and vote. Mm. Councillor Miller's contention is that uh, a city councilors, I guess, uh, 60 some days isn't enough in his mind for them to explore whether this is money well spent. Um, and also that uh, I, I think the other argument he raised had to do with uh, originally we were going to remodel the Gilcrease, but now we're building a new one. There just doesn't the opposition doesn't seem well organized and doesn't seem real focused, but doesn't seem like they have a whole lot to hang on to. Well, because it's generally just folks like Councillor Miller who object to things for the sake of objecting to them. I mean, I, I remember when when I was a rookie city councillor and I thought that no one had ever talked about anything before I got in the council, too. So that is not a, uh, a new phenomenon to encounter. Uh, but I'm grateful that eight of the nine councillors are very supportive of this and actually showed up to the meetings when this was put together and showed up to engage with the citizens of Tulsa, unlike their colleague. Uh, and they voted to put this on the ballot because they get how important it is to maintain our infrastructure and our public safety vehicles. And again, the framework that, that we all agreed on in putting this together is let's just extend this for four years keep our tax rate the same and by doing that you know there's no like big exciting new thing in this it's just maintaining the stuff that we've got uh and so i i appreciate that eight of the nine counselors get it and care about maintaining our city and we're willing to put this on a ballot talking with mayor gt bynum so the next question mostly affects schools but by extension the city and your ability to bring new business to tulsa what do you think about the State Board of Education refusing to consider Tulsa Public Schools accreditation status, deferring that decision until next month and possibly leading to litigation? Well, it, it is very important to me as the mayor uh, that the kids in Tulsa Public Schools are front and center in this whole discussion. That, that's really my main concern and consideration here uh, is making sure that they get a great education. And so uh, rather than jumping out and beating the drum on other, either side of this issue today, I've just tried to maintain an open line of communication with uh, school board leadership here at TPS and with Superintendent Walters directly. Uh, and as he told me last week when I called him up out of my concern about what I was hearing about what could potentially happen to TPS, he just wants his team to be very thorough in their review of things and be prepared to discuss it in a thorough way at their meeting in August. So um, I'm going to keep an open line of communications with both TPS and with Superintendent Walters and uh, do the best I can to advocate for kids here in Tulsa. Did that feel like a sincere statement when he said that to you? I, do you? Do you believe that? that what sounded like a sincere statement that it was it was just his staff needing more time to flesh out the details and that they they would really you know give it a serious consideration next month yes no i mean i i think there there is a lot 
uh, to look at from their vantage point in this. And uh, unless he, I find that he has said something to me that's not correct uh, on its face, I'm going to trust that he's telling me the truth. And that that's in line with other statements that he's made. I don't see why they would delay it just for the sake of delaying it one month. Uh, So I will keep that line of communication open and keep talking with him and with uh, uh, the TPS team. I'll admit I've been out of touch for a better part of a week and a half. Is there anything I'm missing this morning that you want to talk about? No, I think, uh, well, I, I would say there's two big things that are kind of top of mind for me this week. Obviously, we already talked about the Improve Our Tulsa vote next Tuesday. Uh, this is the most critical phase of that effort in the final week. Uh, but the other one is that uh, last week the the Supreme Court issued a one-week stay on the implementation of this appellate court ruling in the Hooper versus City of Tulsa case, right. uh, which uh, allows the the uh, uh, Mr. Hooper's team uh, to submit their uh, uh, brief on whether or not there should be a stay. And I'm using a whole bunch of legal terms. Basically, we want to put a pause on this notion that city ordinances don't apply to tribal citizens until the Supreme Court can weigh in one way or another. Uh, and again, we just think it, it it has the potential to be so disruptive to the work that uh, we do as a community and the level of predictability that Tulsans rely upon by having everybody follow the same rules uh, that we would rather, our preference is that we give the Supreme Court an opportunity to weigh in on this and tell us what the right thing to do is one way or the other before that go into effect, because we've had two federal judges tell us one thing. We've had a appellate court tell us something else. Our municipal court and our city legal department all agree with the first couple federal judges. And so we're just trying to get clarity, and it would be uh, very confusing uh, potentially to to just implement this before the Supreme Court's had an opportunity to weigh in. We expect to know by Wednesday mm. if they're going to allow that to be paused uh, before they – uh, hear the if they before they decide if they're going to hear the case okay. at all. And uh, these are my words: clean up their own mess here because they left a whole lot of things undecided. Well, we'll follow up on that and uh, get ready the day before the improve our Tulsa vote when we uh, talk again next Monday. Thank you very much. Bye. Tulsa Mayor G. T. Bye.